This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life natural approach to health and the life-altering results you can get by making easy changes to your diet and daily routine. Well, welcome to Nutridomic Nation, where we talk about nutritional-based healthcare technology and emerging trends related to your genetic health. And today, we have another special guest. We have Dr. Melissa Gallagher. So Dr. Melissa has a master's in holistic nutrition, as well as a doctorate in naturopathy. And for the past 12 years, Melissa's focus has been working with individuals addressing digestive disorders, hormone imbalance, detoxification therapies, and lymphedema cases. So welcome, Dr. Gallagher, to Nutrigenomic Nation. Yay, I'm so excited to join you. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Awesome. Well, uh, first of all, we always want to get to know our guests a little bit. So I want to know a little bit more about your background and why you chose naturopathic medicine as a career. Sure. Well, I can, I'll be completely honest with you and your audience. It was not the original career that I first saw for myself. Um, but I got into this world because I had my own kind of healing crisis in my early 20s. And that really uh, shed significant light on the fact that um, my general practitioner, who I loved, who was very open and holistic, um, it was limited. And so my experience um, in my early 20s, I had a very, very severe case of Epstein-Barr virus that literally had me completely debilitated. I couldn't get up out of bed. My neck was fully swollen. I had the full-on Epstein-Barr swollen spleen and just you know whacked out labs and no energy. And um, I remember having a conversation when my labs came back that the doctor said, well, you have a full-blown case of Epstein-Barr virus and it's the more severe of the, the, the two. And uh, you're going to have to kind of wait it out. And I remember thinking in naive, you know, my naive state in my early 20s, like, well, there has to be a pill for this. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he, his response was, no, there's not anything I can give you, you know, basically rest, uh, take some vitamin C, make sure you hydrate. And that was it. And I re- literally remember leaving his office, going to the local uh, then it was like a GNC locally owned, you know, supplement store and, um, going to one of those health ailments, A to Z books, you know, that encyclopedia and like flipping through and literally carrying that on, you know, in the top of my cart as I was like, just buying whatever I could, because I, I just, it just was not what the answer that I was looking for. I needed to get better. I was in a profession, you know, starting my professional career in sales and I was in healthcare, but not on this side. And um, that was really what kicked it off. I ended up working with a um, 
wonderful doctor of Chinese medicine and acupuncturist who ended up becoming my mentor. And I think the second visit, I remember saying out loud, I want to do what you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so she advised me, you know, you're going to need to go back to school. And, uh, and that's what I did. So I, I put myself, I worked and put myself through um, a master's in nutrition and then ended up um, getting a job transfer and moving up to New England to go to school in Connecticut to study uh, naturopathic medicine. And, and that's really kind of the, the beginning of my career. And at some point I decided to take, take the big leap into starting my own practice about 13 years ago, something like that now. Wow. Awesome. So, so your, your path is, has gone um, a, a very, it's a very common path for people that have some sort of severe ailment and go out and seek treatment and, and what they can do. And, and they choose that as a career. And, and so you're no different. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I just remember thinking like, I would go into her office and it was so Zen and peaceful and uh -huh. I would, you know, drive to her location and I was all stressed out. And I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, it was day and night in terms of just the kind of methodology to the way she lived her life. And I remember thinking that that's what I want to do. And I just really also enjoyed uh, and still do learning about how to heal the body. Um, and there are so many different things that we can do to um, really make positive changes that don't involve pharmaceutical uh, drugs and medications, but focus on lifestyle and, and other internal balancing. And that really, it still jazzes me up. I'm, I'm a consummate reader and, and trying to educate myself uh, on the weekly. Awesome. So uh, you have, you're in a clinical setting. You've been practicing for many years now. And, and it says on your website, that clients seek you out after they sought traditional medical resources and now they feel fr frustrated, overwhelmed, or unheard. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it can mean a lot of different things. It, can, it could be a patient just like I was um, and really kind of feeling like you're at the end of your process or you, know, you have a diagnosis and, and now what? Um, so so there, there's that category of, of patient that I work with that you know, they, they get the labs, they get the diagnosis, and there's really no kind of approach or, or methodology to resolving their issue. They just kind of affirm that you have X, Y, and Z, and you're on your own. So there's definitely that category of individual. I also work with a lot of cancer patients and folks that have degenerative diseases. And it's not uncommon for me to be the seventh, the 10th, the 12th uh, medical provider that they are seeking some sort of root cause uh, assessment and also resolution to their issue. They just don't want a medicine, medication, or a traditional kind of treatment protocol that might be really intense um, to resolve their issue. So they might be kind of at the end of their rope trying to find somebody who's going to give them, uh, listen to them and actually pinpoint what their problem is. Also in that category, I have patients that get fired by their doctors. They, they might be the more difficult patient, if you will. I say that in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really unfair to that patient, but they're the ones asking a lot of questions that you know, want the provider to look up at them and stop taking notes and you know, turn their back from them and want more than 10 or 15 minutes of that of time, but really want to be heard. And they want to go through all of the litany of issues and symptoms that they're experiencing. Um, and it, you know, I look at that, the, the, my patient profile, they're individuals that 
are dealing with often a multitude of health crises or um, a, what I consider the health onion. You know, we, they've got multiple layers of imbalances and this body system actually is related to this body system and these imbalances, they're all re relative. But the way our traditional medical practice looks at, you have a specialist and this specialist, they're not talking to each other and they might be addressing one symptom and they might medicate for that one symptom. And that now is causing imbalance in this other symptom or hormone cascade is imbalanced. So those are also another kind of element where I, I look at in my practice, like many other functional medicine providers and naturopaths, we look at the whole body. We look at the multiple systems, how they're functioning and operating synergistically and symbiotically and address healing from that perspective. That's awesome. When you talk about difficult patients, it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where Elaine is seeing multiple doctors and they all pull out the chart and they write down that she's <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, so people are seeking you out for, for lots of different reasons. Um, they're kind of like, you're like their last resort, you know, they're, they're coming to you, they've tried different things. Um, and, and you talked about some of the core things and, and, and it seems to be a lot related to gut health uh, out mm -hmm. there. So what, what are some of the common gut health disorders that you're seeing and, and what are some effective remedies? Sure. So the, the gamut of digestive health disorders is quite broad, um, you know, from an individual that has GERD or indigestion to individuals that have constipation and then broader um, areas of imbalance. They can have heart health imbalances or, or heart disease, thyroid related imbalances, mood disorders or depression. Um, so essentially the gut health is, it, it comprises, we call it the, the other brain. And so your digestive health really controls a lot of your hormone balance. And this is neuroendocrine balancing. It controls also um, your mood and the production of certain neurotransmitters. And it also plays a big role in terms of how your digestive process, process is, is playing out either from a, an imbalance within your liver that can trigger hormonal imbalances. So the, the, the digestive process is really unique. And I actually, I'm working today. So right before our, our chat here, I was, uh, I'm now, you know, everybody's doing virtual. So I was on, on the telephone zooming with a, a patient and, you know, his particular condition wouldn't normally be considered to be a gut related imbalance, but when we look at, you know, how were you born? You know, were you vaginally delivered or cesarean section? Were you breastfed or were you formula fed? Do you have food sensitivities and imbalances? Those can all set the stage for longer term imbalances. And so a lot of the, uh, a lot of digestion or imbalances within the digestive process and the gut health, um, a lot of imbalances are, are triggered by that um, system being not optimized. And so, so that essentially um, can you know, set the stage. It's very common. I will have folks when we start to get into the, the digestive process, they have microbiome imbalances. They, they've got um, unhealthy bacteria that's in a greater, uh, in greater quantity than the healthy bacteria. We can do stool sample tests and identify that. Um, they also might be dealing with IBS related symptoms as well as chronic uh, systemic 
uh, inflammation, they might have cystic acne, they might be dealing with skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis. Those are all, we look back and look at the gut. Um, and then there are the autoimmune dysfunctions of the, the digestive process. We'll see folks that have gastroparesis, the, the failure or slow emptying of the stomach. We'll see duodenal um, disorders. We'll also see um, imbalances in uh, the small and large intestine, SIBO patients. I get a lot of SIBO patients who've done you know, the, the FODMAP diet and it hasn't worked. Um, and then also Crohn's and colitis, ulcerative colitis, um, and folks with celiac um, and, and gluten intolerances. So it's quite a, a wide array of digestive and gut health um, uh, challenges that a lot of my patients see. The strategies are really, they have to be individualized. We each have our own gut microbiome. And, and that essentially for anybody who's not familiar, your gut microbiome is a collection of different bacteria. And, you know, us in our human body, we're 99% DNA. We're actually 99% of our DNA. We're, we're actually, um, you know, microbes and, 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 and it's not human DNA. It's, it's bacteria DNA. And so we're, you know, 99% walking DNA, uh, bacteria DNA humans. And that influence factors into a, an assortment of health challenges and, and sets the stage where digestively, your gut microbiome could be uh, the precursor to your health condition um, and sets up for weakened immunity or susceptibility within your cellular structure to an, an ailment uh, or, or an imbalance. And um, so, you know, how do we address that? So let's just take GERD, for example, because so many Americans deal with that. Um, it's not always necessarily about changing the diet per se. It's sometimes really supporting the inflammation of the lining and also helping um, speed up the stomach's capacity to achieve a certain pH level to properly digest the food contents. And, you know, that it goes very much counter to what we see if you go to your GP or your internist and you say, I have GERD. Um, you know, you might do a, an upper GI um, test and, and they might say, well, we need to give you Nexium or one of the antacids. And that's actually counterintuitive um, to what we really need to do. We actually need to accelerate um, the, the, the pH and acid is part of that, that pH uh, level being maintained. Others might be dealing with um, candida or a, an imbalance of gut bacteria, and we need to put them on prebiotic and probiotic protocols and utilize colostrum therapy for a deep, intense healing and uh, support of the small single cell lining of the small and large intestine. So, um, you know, the strategies are going to be individual and unique, but a lot of times they're very, very, uh, one, they're very simple. Um, two, they're highly effective. And three, it's very common that, the, you know, out of 10 patients, eight of them are on some assortment of the same type of uh, gut healing protocol. Um, we, and you maybe experience this in, in interviewing a lot of your, your guests, but so much of the gut is taking a, it's taking a hit by our lifestyle. It's taking a hit by our diets. It's taking a hit by um, things that we don't even assess would have an imbalance on our gut, like the skincare products or hair care products, or, you know, the water that we're drinking. 
Um, so those are also things that we need to address to achieve the optimal gut, gut health and balance that will offset inflammation within the body and, and systemic. Um, talk, talk about that a little bit more, because I, I haven't actually heard that about hair care products and skincare products and having yeah. a negative effect on your gut. How does, how does that happen? Yeah, so, and this is shocking. This is the, this is the one time of the appointment with, with my patients where they're like, I have to throw out what? And I have to change what I'm using. Um, but you know, really what, what we look at is toxicity, uh, chemical related toxicity, ingredients that are going to be in everyday uh, items, uh, everyday use products. That is from the items, uh, you know, really it's like self-care. Um, products. So toothpaste, a lot of times we don't even assess that um, some of the, the, the ingredients that are fillers are actually very toxic to the body. Um, phthalates, the fragrances in hair care and, you know, spritzer sprays that people put on, even deodorants uh, and antiperspirants are highly toxic and caustic, not just to the gut, but also to the lymphatic system. And that's where I bring in a lot of my lymphatic health um, expertise is that our detox process is both the gut and the lymphatic system. And so if one is imbalanced, the other will be imbalanced and eradicating um, toxins like BPA from plastics that we're consuming to getting rid of chlorine and chloramine in our water sources um, to parabens in our shampoo and our hair, you know, our, our body care products. And those are, the, you know, when individuals are first trying to kind of mm -hmm. eradicate, you know, the sensitivities and the toxicity, it, these are big changes, but they can have significant impact on the positive side of really eradicating just how much work the digestive process is putting in to clearing out these toxic particles and the matter that gets absorbed by our skin. Our skin is a huge organ that's absorbing everything that we put on it, good and bad. And a lot of the cosmetic products, you know, from our makeup to our hair gels for men and women and babies, there's just a lot of toxicity and unwanted um, chemical uh, particulates and, and just caustic ingredients that we really need to be cognizant of and avoid and then make uh, changes to, to that particular lifestyle. There's a suggestion we make to some, some people, and you may have heard of this, but there's an app for your phone that's called Think Dirty. Have you heard yes. of that? Love it. Yes, yeah. it's so great. I recommend that all the time. You can go shopping and scan everything. You can see it's got a scaling of it. Uh, and, and now what, what I love too, like at Target, they've got, you know, the kind of green product sections and natural. Well, when you start scanning, you realize that half of those items fail uh, on the, the Think Dirty app and the EWG has a really great resource as well. And um, they're as up to date as they can be with the amount of products that keep infiltrating the market. But I will say, um, and right now we're working on our, our healthy holiday gift guide and skincare and, and self-care is always on that. I will say in the last really decade, um, we've seen significant changes and progress in the green, clean beauty uh, arena where these products are wonderful and highly effective at you know, achieving anti-aging and reducing wrinkles and you know cleaning our hair and, and they 
now are very similar with the texture and, 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 you know, they weren't always like that. I had retail when I first opened up and oh my gosh, <laughs> we were very limited with the type of cosmetic products we could sell and skincare products. But now that market is, is a booming market because people are becoming more aware um, that there are just so many very um, allergen inducing and inflammatory uh, producing ingredients that we are every day being bombarded by that directly impact our, the, the function and the health of our, our gut. Wow. And yeah, and it's, um, it's, it's still amazing to most people that shampoo and skin lotion, things like that, we've got to think about that in terms of our gut health. And I don't think you mentioned, you mentioned like prebiotics and probiotics, and, and it seems to be extremely popular right now. I see commercials for different probiotics on TV. Prebiotics are are now becoming more well known. And uh, uh, are those things helpful? And and if so, are, are there certain ones that we should look for or avoid when we're out there looking for, for these to help our gut health? Sure, yes. So in general, so generally speaking, yes, um, probiotics and prebiotics are highly beneficial. Um, there are, as you referenced, there are a lot. The, the market is, is quite infiltrated with options and uh, different solutions, different doses, uh, you know, gram quantities um, and strain types. And a lot of this is we, we go back to looking at the, the uh, human genome project and looking at the, the, the gut and the bacteria and um, the advancements in that uh, medical uh, healing protocol, if you will, continues. And where I'm challenged as a naturopath is that we all, we, we know more about what types of healthy bacteria you need in your body. We can do testing. I do gut testing and we do stool sample testing and we can identify, are you missing any of the healthy bacteria? And if you are, how, how much are you missing? So that would mean you need X, Y, and Z. Then we also can look at what bad bacteria is overwhelming your body. And we know that certain good bacteria can, can offset and balance out the bad bacteria. The challenge that a lot of us have in functional medicine is that we haven't seen the market, particularly the probiotic market, produce new bacteria types. We're, we're only limited to a certain quantity of these strains. And that just means a particular type of bacteria might be, you know, uh, going even further into that species of bacteria. You see names and numbers, and and you, you can get really savvy on on supporting your your probiotic use by, you know, looking at sometimes consuming more types or more strains of bacteria. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's a solution for everybody. And it, it is possible to sometimes get bacteria that you don't necessarily need and and doesn't really support your your gut health, so you might be wasting money. Um, the, the more that we advance in this, the more research and, and, and studies we have that assesses the, the prebiotics, that's really critical. So prebiotic is the food for not just an over-the-counter supplement probiotic, but it's also the food to sustain your own healthy bacteria levels. And what's really amazing is that sometimes by just taking the prebiotics, we will see new bacteria types suddenly uh, come to life in your digestive process, which is really fascinating. It, it, 
and if you have ever done any type of, um, you know, coral reef diving, I always reference your, the gut is like the coral reef and every color represents a bacteria type. We want the most abundant, beautiful bacteria. We want this coral reef and an ecosystem of, of gut bacteria levels. And one, what we see is food. Uh, so eating, you know, fiber dense foods and, you know, like Swiss chard and, you know, kale, <laughs> you know, inulin fiber and all these other kind of, of good, healthy everyday foods. Uh, by eating those every day, you're infiltrating healthy prebiotics and this fiber into your diet and suddenly we'll see new bacteria types balance and, and come into play and we see a greater gut balance. The other thing that I love also that we're seeing is uh, more research surrounding colostrum therapy. And that is, it, it, it's this amazing, uh, it's really nature's first food. And this goes back to when I, I talk with my patients and you know, I sometimes get funny looks, I'll say, how were you born? Were you a vaginal delivery or a cesarean delivery? And that's going to tell us a lot about the current state of your digestive health. Because what we know from the Human Genome Project and also assessing bacteria types in the gut, we know that if you are not vaginally delivered, you don't have all of the right bacteria that should have been transferred from your mother through vaginal delivery into your orifices and sets up your immune health and your digestive process. That in turn can cause all sorts of challenges for people longer term. And then we couple that up with, were you breastfed or not? And there's a lot of, a lot of babies. Like I was a late seventies baby. My mom was not going to breastfeed and that was not always recommended then. And so I am missing out on some of the nature's first food and colostrum therapy is this amazing way to offset what some of us in our early stages missed, or even if you were breastfed and then you've had series of antibiotic courses, or even you've had cancer treatments. And, you know, there are a lot of different things that can cause further exacerbation and imbalances of the gut. We'll see colostrum therapy can be utilized to uh, really reculture and repopulate and just reestablish what your infant body should have had or had and is now missing for an assortment of reasons. So that's where my advances as a therapist is moving more into uh, recommending that as a baseline kind of foundational healing uh, methodology. And then I'll, I'll add in, so kind of the next pillars, I'll add in prebiotics and probiotics, but the foundational colostrum that we take and liposomal delivery is the best. And that you know, involves um, a particular methodology of, of pro the, the production of, of this colostrum. We mix it in water. It's taken fully on an empty stomach away from any macro microbiotics. Best at night, honestly. Um, but that's where uh, that foundation, then I can start to add in more prebiotics because colostrum contains prebiotics and probiotics and growth factors and, you know, IgG in full, full quantity and more than what uh, most folks would need, but offsets a lot of these systemic sensitivities and imbalances. So um, it's exciting to hear more and more people are cognizant, um, but as we grow through that, we need those foundational aspects of, of gut healing uh, to be involved to actually maximize the impact of pre and, uh, prebiotics and probiotics. 
No, it's, it's, it's just amazing that, that so much of, of what we do, we don't even think about it because we think about gut health as, oh, we got a tummy ache and it's just, you know, our, our tummy hurts. But really, gut health has such a wide impact on our overall well-being and our overall health and our immune system. Like you said, it's like our second brain. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got to be cognizant of not only what we eat, but also what we put on our skin, what we wash our hair with and what we come in contact with. It all has an impact on that, on that bacteria inside of our gut, uh, which is our first line of defense for, mm-hmm. for our immune system. So it's, it's, all, it's all tied together here. I, it's, it's amazing. It is. It absolutely is, especially now in this time where everybody's really cognizant of our immune health. I mean, this, this, if there's any other time, this is the time for folks to really hone in on healing and addressing gut imbalances and and being very realistic because a lot of times we just get used to these symptoms and think, well, this is normal, but that's not, and it doesn't have to be. And so I'm always encouraging folks to really, really do their best to try new dietary changes that are positive, try, you know, maybe making a switch to a natural or crystal deodorant and, you know, all these little minor changes Mm -hmm. will have a greater impact on their immune response. And now's the time for us to have the most robust immunity um, to really help us get through this crazy pandemic that we're in. Absolutely. And and not, not a lot of people are talking about building up our immune system. They're just talking about how to hide from the virus. And we've talked about this on, on different episodes of, of what we can do to avoid coming in contact. But if we do get exposed, it's really our immune system that fights that battle for us. Absolutely, yep. And, and you know, too, if you have gut imbalances, the levels of inflammation that your body already is dealing with puts you in a risk category. And that is something that you know, the, the, the doctors that are dealing with folks who are hospitalized right now, there are biomarkers that they're running and they're all inflammatory biomarkers. And a lot of gut imbalances, we can go back to, those are the core sources of the cytokine storm and the initial inflammatory response that gets so overwhelming and gets out of hand. So if you heal your gut and you are able to address your inflammatory response, then you're in a better state where if you did come into contact, it's not going to be as severe um, or, you know, even in the moderate case, needing some of the adjunct therapies. Um, and, And that is something that there are a whole bunch of other health crises that are related to inflammation. So resolving your gut also is going to be uh, impactful on any of the other things that you might be dealing with on, uh, on, on an everyday basis. Awesome. Well, we're low on time here, but this has been an awesome discussion on gut health. I hope this is beneficial for everybody. I want to thank uh, Dr. Melissa Gallagher for being our guest here today. She has a master's in holistic nutrition, as well as a doctorate in naturopathy and has been uh, treating a lot of a lot of people with a lot of different issues uh, with everything that she's learned. And, and so she's shared a lot with us today. So from all of us at Nutrigenomic Nation, I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. And we hope you join us next time when we discuss other topics related to your good health. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Gallagher. Oh, by the way, before I forget, how can our listeners get in touch with you or learn more about you and what you do? Sure. So the first place that uh, a lot of folks love to follow me is on YouTube. I produce video content uh, three times a week. 
I have about 700 videos in my arsenal and library of content, all health and wellness focused. So you go to YouTube, you search natural health resources, you'll find me there. I have a website where we have a blog and other information. It's naturalhealthresources.com. And if you want to join us over at what I say on Instagram, it's where the party's at. So if you want to kind of see, you know, behind the scenes and how, you know, things I'm eating and consuming, skincare that I'm using and you know, some of these lifestyle changes we discuss here, you can follow me on Instagram and it's at Natural Health Resources. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much, everyone. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.